Hey, my name is Natalia Nicholson and this is Mum, I'm a Rich Man. And today's episode is entitled, She Did That, and it's celebrating underrepresented women. I have with me here today my guest, Morlin Blake. And Morlin, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, Natalia. I'm super excited to be here. Hello, everyone. I, my name is Morlin Blake. I'm 23 years old, currently starting out as an Instagram coach. Um, finished uni, I was studying marketing on there and then soon after that I um, got introduced to Natalia and she took me under her wings and um, now I'm doing my own thing in partnership with her so I'm super excited. Oh Moralyn, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. So ladies you might be wondering what episode today's episode really entails with the she did that. Um, first and foremost it's Mothering Sunday so I really want to say happy Mother's Day. And today, it being March, and it not just being Mother's Day, but it was actually International Women's Day at the beginning of the month. And this whole month is dedicated to being a woman and celebrating being a woman. So today, I really wanted to look at us as thought leaders, as mums, as daughters, as nieces, as friends, as go-to. You know, we play a very strong role no matter what environment we're in. And I really wanted to look at, you know, being a role model being a, a role model to our own children. You know, quite often I have to really remind myself that you're out here and you're coaching and you're really applauding and trying to raise the level of being a female entrepreneur, but you have your own children that you are also a role model to. And that plays heavy on me. Um, I really just want to look at what it looks like just to be a leader in all areas, a mum within business and all the different arenas and what that means to the next generation coming up. So it's really heartwarming for me to have Maureen on the show because she is a generation or two younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> And just really understanding, you know, what is it that she looks for within role models around her? You know, as leaders, as female entrepreneurs, we are here to inspire and motivate others. And in turn, for us who are doing it or have done it, you know, what is it that we are putting out there to inspire and motivate the next generation coming up? So actually, each generation just gets better and better and better. Um, I think being a mum and being a leader isn't just about, you know, bringing a child up. It's what you're passing on. We have a lot of things from our foremothers, our forefathers that get passed on to us. And that is all we know. So we need to be really a lot more aware of the fact that as we're getting older, actually, we are playing that same role for one, the ones coming in underneath us. Um, so, yeah, I just want to really look at that and even look at motherhood diversity, one of the things that I did this week was I wrote a blog about diverse motherhood. And the reason why I did that is because I feel like underrepresented women, yet again, it's not just in motherhood, it's in all different areas. We never seem to be featured. And what I mean by that is that I did a task of trawling through the internet to do this blog and really looking out for images of people that look like me or other underrepresented groups. And I'm going to be honest with you, I would say about 90% of the posts reflected white British women. And it's almost said from an image point of view, for you to be a good mum, that's what you need to look like. A lot of posts and information that I found on blogs, on online articles, offline within magazines, um, and anything that was published or was a feature, actually, it tended to be things like, you know, what mums go through when their children die from gun or knife crime you know things like 
Black Lives Matter, which is a great initiative. Understand I'm not taking away from any of the awareness that are brought up about these topics because they do need to be featured. But as much as sad things and awareness needs to be brought around the things that happen in this world, and that is how you create change. Well, how comes we're not celebrating? We're not in the mainstream. Um, Maureen, do you find that amongst your generation with the influencers out there? Like, how do you feel like you are represented um, as a young underrepresented woman? How do you feel like even wanting to be a, become a mum? Do you see images that you can resonate or relate to? You know, a great question, um, because recently, you know, I use Pinterest a lot for my um, Instagram post. And then I typed in um, successful women. And let me tell you something, there were no black women. Like I was scrolling through the pictures and it was all very corporate, blonde hair, you know, women. Um, and no black women when I typed in successful women. And even in my space right now, becoming an Instagram coach, I realized there is no one that looks like me. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's scary. So I found myself thinking and feeling, oh, I need, to, I need to look like that. You know, they, they are the expert in this space. I need to post what they're posting. I need to do what they're doing because that's what I'm used to, you know? And then, you know, I, I then took, took um, the power in my hands. I'm like, no, I'm going to set my own bar. I'm, yeah. You know, what makes me different is my personality, is my culture. And there are lots and lots of women looking to resonate with someone like me and if I give in and do what the mainstream is doing, then I'm, I'm denying others who looks like me to express themselves and to be an example to other young women that are underrepresented. So I absolutely agree with what you're saying. Yeah, and it's, and it's interesting. I also think as well that we need to recognize um, within the marketplace, actually, there are huge amounts of opportunity for us right now. You know, for all of you that are listening, did you hear what Maureen just said? There's an empty marketplace. And that marketplace starts with, if there isn't representation of us in the media, let's start creating it. You know, let us go out there. One of the things I even said before this call started, um, I said to Maureen, actually, I was doing a lot of research last night for this show. And one of the things that I realized was that in, within the marketplace, it was either, you know, there was a lot of mumpreneurs, which I take my hat off to, that have created wealth and business to, of businesses around their children and coming up with products and services that meet the needs of other mums and the children that they're having. And that marketplace is thriving, it's growing, and it's a great place to be. And then at the other end of it, you've got a lot of health and beauty in terms of being in tune and featuring what it is you look like, what you want to look like, how to get a desired look, what products to use. Um, hair the list is endless as you guys know but within the middle of that marketplace there isn't much and what there is there isn't anybody who's underrepresented really leading and paving that way and I shouldn't really say any because there are but I just feel like there needs to be more and more and more so we can start working together and really really showing that actually we are represented the internet has made things possible like never before so I think a lot of times we rely on big media houses to be representing everybody all and I think that one of the things that we need to start doing actually is standing up and making ourselves visible and say you know what hey I'm here um, and I think in terms of motherhood I think that's one of the things that we need to be doing as mothers and leaders a lot more 
you know, I grew up in a Caribbean heritage where I was very much taught to, I don't know anybody else or morally you was, where I can't remember how many times I was told children should be seen and not heard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so you're just growing up already with the notion that actually you shouldn't speak up. You know, don't be boasty. Make sure you show that you're humble. These are all things that are great things that have made me the person that I am, but also they've held me back because I don't want to speak up because I was taught growing up not to. And these are some of the blueprints that I would really like to see um, implemented in when we're starting to bring our own children up. You know, now, just, I'm so mm-hmm. sorry to cut you off. Because something no that problem. came to my mind, I was always told, be content. Be content with what mm-hmm. you have. I mean, okay, that's a good um, advice on certain aspects. But there were times you really didn't have. And it's like, even if you have nothing, just be okay. You know how we were talking about earlier that you were taught to be poor? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh, we're very poor. We're struggling. Oh, but be content. And for me, I saw from a very young age, no, I'm sure there is a life out there. There is something out there. But then, you know, the people around me was like, no, be content. The fact that you have this and that's it. That, that's what life should be like. And that's it. And I knew, no, there's a fire inside of me. To, to, you know, there's a belief inside of me. No, there's something out there for me. I can make myself much better. I can grow. I can push past the barrier that, you know, people have set for us. And especially what you were talking about earlier as well in terms of Madam CJ Walker. How many people try to you know told her to be content where she is now if you want to elaborate on that yeah no um I, I could not agree more about the content thing um Marilyn. that is something that to this day um I struggle with always being told of well why do you want more why do you want to be better why do you need that you know yeah. why can you not just stop at where you are and yeah. I think it's one of the things even in terms of starting a family was one of the reasons why I started a family a lot later in terms of being drummed into my head that you know wait till the right time wait until you're in the right position especially financially yeah. whereas as a child I didn't actually really notice the fact that we didn't have anything. So it's really interesting you said about, you know, being taught how to be poor. I totally feel you and resonate with you. And as you said, we was talking about it before. And you're brought up with this mentality that, you know, until you've reached a certain mark financially, there's things that you can't do or you shouldn't do. And that was your advice from your parents, especially your own mother, because she went through hardship. Yeah. Um, So, that was was one of the reasons within my blueprint but actually you know I had a I have a coach and she asked me this is about a year or two ago if you could go back to your former self what would you tell yourself and on today's show it has come to my mind because it's kind of made me think if I could go back to my younger mum and speak to her as a child and actually be able to tell her something I would tell her mummy it's okay you know, all the struggles that you went through and you felt like we didn't have it or you didn't have it to give to us to provide a better life. I I was oblivious to it. I didn't know. You've given me enough love, a roof over my head, food on the table, that actually I was really happy and content as a child. You know, um, (laughs) life's a funny thing. Um, Sometimes when I listen to stories from, uh, for example, my sister, I think to myself, did we grow up in the same house, (laughs) the same (laughs) mum and dad? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure there's other people that have siblings that think like that. Because for me, I felt very well loved. I felt like I didn't want or need for anything. 
um, it wasn't until I started going to secondary school that it was more privileged children that brought to my attention that we didn't have. You know, when I was where all those years, I was wearing Nicks. You know, I didn't know that they weren't Nikes. It wasn't until <laughs> I went to secondary school and I saw what Nike was and it was like privileged children that would put um, materialistic stuff and brands on a pedal stool and to associate with a brand meant that you was a great person. Actually, growing up, I didn't know what brands were. Brands weren't in my household. As long as you had food to eat, you could play, you were loved. There was running water, there was electricity, um, gas for warmth and to be able to cook the list is endless those are the things yeah that made me happy and made me feel like I grew up in a safe secure loving household I didn't feel poor mum that is what I would want to go back and say to my own mum so sometimes in life those limitations and even just speaking about Madam CJ Walker oh she's my guilty little pleasure at the moment I literally can't wait till eight o'clock when the kids go to bed to start watching the next episode because she really shows what wanting more is she doesn't even describe it or behave in the film like she wants more for her she had a goal she was going to be a huge beauty seller Yep, and it was sky the limit. Even when she got her factory, it didn't stop there. Remember, guys, this is in the ninth, the early 19th century. This was unheard of by women. She rose and set a bar for us. And within that film, she didn't take any of those limitations um, of anybody telling her anything. And I think one of the things that really made me think about, okay, what is a blueprint that we have been taught that as women and as we become mothers, I feel like we need to change. It is that whole, you need to work three times harder than other people, which is privileged people, people that are shown in the mainstream. And that is not something that I plan to be teaching my children. Morning, was you also taught that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just, it, it, it needs to stop. Um, and another question before I even get into that, Maureen, that I'm curious to really find out as well, is in terms of having children, would you say that you've been put off having children because you've been told that you need to be in a certain financial position? Oh, yes, definitely. You know, I find myself being in that now because I am married and um, I'm always, <laughs> you know, one day it's, oh, in five years time, then in three <laughs> years, oh, no, 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 I need more time. I keep thinking I need more time because you know I have to be in a financial space to be able to provide and and you know there is that pressure you know there's that pressure of it is a dream of mine to become a mom it it's a huge dream but at the same time when I look at my you know where where I want to be in terms of career I feel like I'm choosing between the two I always feel like I'm choosing um my career to be honest yeah um I definitely felt like that even when I was pregnant with my first son I still felt like it was a choice I was still trying to figure out how am I going to balance being a businesswoman and having a child as well and it was a great challenge that it took over me um if you want me to be honest with you um and what I would say is that it's about balance like anything else in life and one of the things that I really have realized and especially with today being Mother's Day that's resonated with me is actually is making sure that I enjoy my children. 
already my eldest son is six and there are times that I feel like I'm missing out on things because I'm so focused on being great and that great invisible Wonder Woman cloak that says that I've got to be a great mum, I've got to be a great wife, I've got to be a great business um, owner, I've got to support people around me and be the go-to, just always so busy thinking about others and what I have to do, that continuous list of things to do, that sometimes I am missing out on stuff. So what I would say is that it's all about balance and whether you have children or not, I'm going to be honest with you, it's not a choice. You feel like it's a choice, but it's not. I have to say that now I have a six hour day while my children are at school. Actually, I get more done. If God himself told me that I could do what I managed to do in six hours before I had children, I would say, no, God, that's not true. Um, you are so much more focused. Children make your mindset stronger and more focused because you know you have to get stuff done in a certain time. And it also gives you more of a sense of purpose. Yeah. Like I said, I talk a lot outside of this show about really serving your customers. And, you know, I'm a firm believer of the greater of good. Good versus evil. I believe good and love will always outweigh. Um, and I think when you're in that space and you're a leader and you've got that responsibility to motivate and inspire people, you do have to remember your own children. It starts there with them. They look to me as a role model. So it's important that I show them what being a mum is. Um, and that's just so interesting. You know, why is it on media that being a good mum means that you have to look a particular way and behave a certain way? Like what does make a good, a good mum? Like, I have to ask Morrilyn, someone who's younger than me, do you feel the pressure of the media of having to be this, I do business, I put an apron on and bake cookies. Yeah. I, my husband feeds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I mean, it's, it's all over Instagram, you know, because I'm always on Instagram as a coach. That's, that's, I see this perfect woman cooking, always looking after her son or daughter, and they look very well behaved. And, you know, I have lots of friends, you know, I've got friends around me, married women who have children. And I know the reality that, no, children are going to cry. Sometimes they are going to have, you know, tantrums and it's not always perfect. And mothers do cry. But I keep on seeing this overly processed and perfect picture. And I'm like, it's not, it's not true. It's not really real, is it? <laughs> no. And I just, yeah. I, I don't get it. And I was saying to you today, as I go on on my journey of really empowering women, um, you can't keep being politically correct all the time. And I do think um, within social media, I'm starting to see a lot of that, not wanting to say the wrong thing, not yeah. wanting to use the wrong word, not wanting to offend the wrong group. And then you've got the other end of these trolls that are going around telling people that they look, <laughs> <laughs> they look ugly to the point they want to vomit. And it's like from the trolls to the people that are just sitting on the fence all the time, which yeah. now all of a sudden with this coronavirus, now social media is great. Um, because it's a form of bringing us together. And then when something bad happens, look at the trolls, they're destroying people, they're killing people, self-esteem. Actually, the internet and social media is a place for people. It's freedom of speech. And, you know, there is nothing wrong with being able to come out about your thoughts if you're not... It's not like anyone's out here creating marches or hate campaigns. We're just yeah. talking about what we think and feel. And I just think we could all do with just keeping it a little bit more real if you want me to be honest with you. Um, I think I'm going to start doing a series of posts where I'm not wearing makeup or lipstick and just showing what I look like in the morning just to say, you know what, this is real life. Yeah. 
because um, I think we need to start seeing an awful lot, a lot more of that. But you're right, motherhood is a crazy mix of stuff. So all these awards, all these dedications they want to be saying, giving people the perfect mum, and they're showing them there in the family, and the photographers there, and oh, aren't my children beautiful? I love my children; they're so great. I read, I bake cookies, I do this. Yep, that's an element of it. But you will have days, Marilyn, where you will cry. You will have days <laughs> to shout and your neighbour will think, what is wrong with that woman? All she <laughs> does is shout at her children. There's no book, there's no guidebook for it. And I am a bit sick to death of people talking or coming out with things like there's a book and a guide for it. Just yeah. like how we've got, everybody's got a different fingerprint. Your children are all born with different identities. They're all born with different parts and elements of you and your partner within them. They are not all the same. So you can't treat every situation the same. And that's why, for me, it is so important that we start seeing more groups in the mainstream talking about motherhood, setting an example for the next generation coming up, really looking at their blueprints and how they can change it. Because the more that speak up, the more people there is for people to actually relate to. You can't just relate to one type of woman, family setting and persona. It, it, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> just to bring bring you back to one of the points that we were going to come back to which was um your kids having to work twice as hard we mm. were gonna delve into that um if I can just put forward my thoughts like I was saying I feel like it's such a disservice to use that term because then we're using other people's prejudice comments or prejudice ideas about underrepresented groups and we have to live up to their own standards as opposed to ours and I think it's so important to teach our children, this generation that we're in right now, that you set your own bar, irregardless of your background, your culture, you are, you know, you get to set that bar. Sky really is the limit for you and that you shouldn't change yourself to adapt um, to whatever industry you're trying to go into, et cetera. It's your culture, your upbringing is what makes you different. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um... And you're right, it is something that I really want to put out there. Um, and I did say we were going to come back and discuss. And that was really, really well said, Moralyn. Um, Even for me having children, that is the biggest blueprint that I have, um, to be honest with you, that I do not intend to, to teach my children. I am not teaching them that they have to work twice as hard as everybody else when they go to secondary school, A-levels, university, starting their own business. I, I'm not teaching them that. You have to work hard regardless. I'm not having them compare themselves to anybody else, let alone a group that they can't even identify with. And I think that's where the problem has started over the um, years. You know, like we've discussed a lot so far and we was looking at, you know, our representation within the media. And this is one of the problems because by teaching them you've got to work harder, all you're doing is teaching them that they've got to be like who is in the mainstream. And that's what I was taught. So I would go to school and I think, right, I've got to work twice as hard or I've got to be twice as better. But in the back of my mind, I'm immolating a person or a persona audience that actually isn't me because I'm thinking well, if I've got to be two to three times better than them, actually subconsciously what that's doing, it planted a seed in my head that I've got to be like them. Yeah. So I want to dress like them. I want to talk like them. And then the irony is at 41 years of age, it's gone full circle to the point that actually the culture that I come from is actually a trendsetter in a weird way. 
You know, when I was back in infant school, we're talking, I'm like eight, nine years of age. Trust me, having plump lips was not a positive thing. Yeah. Yep. When I was leaving um, to do my GCSEs and going to college and I started going out and, you know, getting into um, being aware, should I say, of the opposite sex and, you know, going out into parties and just being aware of my physical form. You know, it was very much pushed that, you know, I wanted to be a size eight. You know, even just for a few years ago, we saw this whole size zero thing. Now, all of a sudden, in the last five years, it's like, let's do workout to get a big butt. Yeah. You know, the song, we like big butts and I can't deny you. Yeah, you might <laughs> laugh. That song was a big blockbuster back when I was growing up as a teenager. It's bigger now. <laughs> you actually hear it more in the mainstream now than you did then. That was an underground song. But it's come into the mainstream now because big butts are in. And again, it's what the mainstream dictates. But for me, the whole starting point of wanting to be something that I'm not actually does start with that whole, you've got to be like them. You've got to sound like them. You've got to work harder than them. So you're being trained to embrace a culture that doesn't even belong to you. And one of the things that I'm so grateful for, and I want to see more of it, is the she did that. You know, Netflix put out a documentary about black CEOs. And this isn't a race thing. I think the point that it's trying to get to is black women are just a part of an underrepresented group. They're just one sector of it. There are many underrepresented groups. So be clear that I'm not making um, it a race thing. But what it got across is about celebrating who you are. And as women of colour, actually, there are lots of things about us as individuals that we are not applause for. We get no credit for, but yet it comes from our community. And I think we would do well to start embracing it. And it goes back to what I was saying, Maureen. Let's start shouting about it. And as yeah. business owners, you have got a huge opportunity. And when you bring your children into the world, it's what you're teaching them. You have got an empty marketplace at the moment where a lot of this stuff isn't being promoted by underrepresented groups and as much as we can keep talking about the mainstream and as much as we can keep talking about there isn't images of us there isn't videos of us the mums don't look like us the business women don't look like us hang on a minute we can start making ourselves more visible because of the power of online we can start speaking up and that is what i want to promote women to do more we haven't got to wait for the mainstream to change we can start making that change with the influence of people like cj madam walker that started a hundred years ago over a hundred years ago let's start continuing that journey and yeah, Maureen, what I really want to get from you and ask you is that actually as an Instagrammer and someone that is on social media, you know, do you think we're going to start seeing more of your generation and the generation coming up, really embracing it, rocking it and kind of teaching the generation under you to embrace and celebrate their own culture? Absolutely. I mean, we've seen that in everything now um, in terms of makeup, you, you've seen foundations, um, for all types of skins. Um, recently, especially, I've been seeing a lot of ads called um, Nubian Skin, and it's um, undergarments for black people, black girls. And how amazing, you know, nude bras for darker skin tones, tights for, um, you know, skin tone tights for darker girls, um, 
black brown girls etc and that's amazing and i'm seeing that a lot you know things on instagram black girls who branch black girls coming together and what like you said it's not necessarily necessarily a race thing but it's just now we're really embracing who we are we're embracing the natural hair movement so many things happening out there and um i'm seeing Ever since, for example, the movie that came out, Crazy Rich Asians, um, even Asians, they're embracing more of their culture and what they're about, um, being more in the mainstream media as well and being represented. Um, because underrepresented is more than just being black. It's also the Asians as well, feeling as if they too can be um, main character lead as well. So I think that there's definitely a change happening. Um, yes, it is still going to take some time for us to get there, but, it, but we are getting there. And that's, that's a great thing, I would say. Yeah, and you know what? Well done and well said. And our Eastern European community as well that's gone through a real hard time, especially here in the UK, of not being recognised or not being embraced into society. But I think that's really well said when you said, you know what, it is happening already. And you're right, it is happening. And I just want us to keep that spark and keep that momentum going because little by little, you do build your power. So the more and more and more people that start speaking up, start sharing stories, you know, stop thinking or being frightened that if you put that out on social media you know people might come at you or have something bad to say to you well they're not your audience and actually you don't have to follow and like everyone in this world social media is the same as well um i think everybody has a right to have a voice i just want us to start sharing more stories i want us to start really speaking up more i want us to be proud of who we are proud of yourself be comfortable in your own skin and share stories that can change other people's lives and change your children's life. And that's another thing. When we speak up more and we speak out, it teaches our children to speak up and speak out. And that is what today's show is really about. It's about teaching that next generation that you have a voice. And because of the power of social media, because of the power of the internet, we need to fill that empty space with more and more and more people. So when searches start coming in on how to become a mum, what should I be teaching my children? There are all different groups that come on on that one to three page on Google. And not and not just one page. You know, another thing that I really want to um, talk about before we wrap up as well, Marilyn, and um, I just had such, literally, fuzziness went through me last night. There was a scene in um, CJ Madden Walker, self-made, it's called, by the way, if anybody wants to look it up or watch it. And she really needed the money for her factory. And she wanted to grow her business, but she needed to get endorsement. And she actually wanted endorsement from um, Booker T. Washington, if anybody knows him. He's another great, he's one of the first people within the White House as one of the advisors. And he's done a lot of um, promotional, motivational talks within the um, black communities around the civil rights movements. So she wanted to go to him to endorse her. So then that way she could get more investors on board. And by getting investors, she could open up her own factory. But as a woman in the early 19th century, they weren't having it. They didn't want her to speak. She was being cut left, right and centre. When a woman was let on the stage, it was someone from a mixed background. And even then, they'd only let her talk about what she was selling in the foyer. (laughs) And they actually wouldn't let her talk about business. So CJ Madden Walker decided to go to his wife and she was saying the same thing, you know, know your place as a woman. But what was so beautiful was that towards the end of that series, all the women, the wives got together and they'd raise money and they gave it to CJ Madden Walker so she could open her own factory. And that's when a warmth came into me. And do you see the power of womanhood? 
do you see the power of sisterhood and that's another thing that I just really want to pull out there it's so important for us to support one another I feel like the media always shows within underrepresented groups and in the mainstream as well not just underrepresented groups when I think about it women hating on other women and I don't necessarily think that's true if we can go back to the early 19th century and see such a wonderful thing of sisterhood coming together to make sure that one person could live their dream because they could see she had it in her and she knew what she was doing and she could change lives. I want to see us um, really regain that space and start showing to the world that actually we do support one another. And my question to you, Maureen, is would you say that that's something that is happening at the moment um, within the younger generation on social media? Yeah, yeah, sure thing. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's one of my great aims. Um, as years come, I really want to be, you know, setting up fun pots where we can be funding underrepresented women to be able to start their own businesses where they find it really difficult to get funding. It just gave me a feeling and a vision of really understanding how we could help other women and I just want there's a takeaway that you can take away from this episode today is to make sure that we're supporting one another and just make sure that we understand that we are role models for the next generation as well as our children and just try to change some of those blueprints and also just find our voice within the media and pull ourselves out there and speak up make ourselves visible stop relying on the mainstream to change perceptions in terms of images and videos and let's do it ourselves because we're good at that exactly so that is coming to the end of our podcast um i really enjoyed that Morlin. it was great having you on the show and thank you um we will be back here next week sunday any topics that you think that you would like us to talk about if you want to be featured on the show please do reach out as my handles are underneath the podcast that you're listening to now enjoy mothering sunday whether you have children or not and i'll see you next week sunday oh thank you so much for having me here have a great day no problem bye bye